sweat the technique. All teams covered. No stalking points necessary. You're back with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Uh, King of all twitches, uh, Blankers is patrolling for the HOA. Would it surprise you if Blankers worked for the HOA? No. No, of course not. You think it's kind of his MMO? I mean, I, I feel like he's very actively involved in his community. <laughs> That's a good way to spin it. 713-780-3776. Wrong answers only. Why is uh, Joe George filling in for Blankers today? 713-780-3776. Have your trade deadline hopes changed at all? Over the last few days, we've seen Christian Javier not look so Christian Javieri. We've seen Jose Abreu with the oblique, and we've seen Michael Brantley plateaued, shut down three to five days, and uh, it doesn't look like we're going to get him back. Maybe, maybe in August, September, and probably not as a start, at least in my opinion. Has this changed your view about how you want Dana Brown to handle the August 1st trade deadline? Yes, they need to add a left fielder and a starting pitcher. I think that you didn't need a starting pitcher, but when you look at this team and Hunter Brown was good in his last start, but he's been kind of roller coastery right now. You know, he's a young guy. People are figuring out stuff a little bit. And then Javier, if they can't figure him out of what's going on, like he's just not pitching to the level you need him to pitch. So I think you do need another starting pitcher, frankly. And, the injury bug's already bit you in the ass a bunch this year, so it could, obviously could happen again. But just on Javier's most recent stretch of performances, you need more help. Like, you, you need another starting pitcher to help get you through to the playoffs. And J.P. France has been awesome. Like, he's the only caveat to this. Where like, there's a little bit of J.P. France where I go, okay, maybe he's done good enough to where, like, you feel okay in the playoffs with him. But do you feel that way? Like, I feel, I feel good about J.P. France in the regular season. Yeah, I'm. I feel confident to give France a start in the playoffs. He's he's earned it. He's deserve. He deserves it. If he pitches the way that he's pitched to this point the rest of the season, he absolutely deserves the opportunity to pitch in the postseason. So, are you giving up on Javier? No, I'm not. But I think you need protection. Okay. What Arkady count as that protection? My no, I because it's hope. It's hope that he comes back and is is what he was before. And and look, I still can't get out of my fa- my mind the fact that like last year in the playoffs, they used him one time. And I know they were deeper last year. Yeah, but, but like, I mean, he also an, has two World Series wins. But like in an 18-inning baseball game, they left him in the bullpen. He was the only guy. <laughs> but who pitched in that game? I know everyone like, else. Everybody else was really good that pitched in that game. They had the best bullpen in baseball. You used Hunter Brown in that game. Like, no one that pitched ahead of him, you can look back and be like, well, you know, Arkady should have pitched ahead of this guy. Yeah. No, I no, I tend to And he I, has I two agree. World Series wins. I, I definitely agree. But is it enough? I just, I'm not sure. I think Arkady's solid. I don't think he's a great, great pitcher. And I'm not saying that they need to acquire a great pitcher. Yeah. Like, I would like to see them add one more. See, I don't Because think... also, like, what if he gets hurt again? Like, we don't know where he's really at. I can't trust the Astros at this point, that Jose Arquiti is actually going to be able to come back and contribute because every time they say someone's going to come back, yeah. there's a pushback. I, I believe that if you're going to trade for a starting pitcher, though, that it needs to be a clear upgrade over France and Arquiti. Like, it needs to be somebody sure. that you're like, okay, this guy is, he is a, he's an elevation 
over what you have at the bottom of the rotation. I think just acquiring another France or Keedy, kind of, let's just call it a back end of the rotation starter. Yeah, I'm not talking Granky here. Well, no, I mean, Granky's not as good as those guys. I'd rather, I mean, I'd rather have Rikidi in France yeah, than of course. that Granky. Maybe even Belak. Can't believe I'm saying that. But here's where, like, if you're going to trade for a starter, it has to be a guy that's better than France and a guy that's better than Rikidi. Clear cut. And that's going to cost a lot. For me, I, it's still a bat. Like, my priority is still a bat. The Astros have the second-best ERA in baseball right now. Like, Second best ERA in baseball will play in the playoffs. So I don't need pitching. If you acquire pitching, it's great. It's awesome. It's a luxury, not a necessity. I think you might need a left fielder DH, especially if we're not going to consider Michael Brantley uh, somebody that we should count on. And you shouldn't count on Michael Brantley. If he's plateauing, if he's missing three to five days and having to be shut down, why? Because he's taking batting practice? Then you can't trust Michael Brantley. I think Dana Brown's told us that. Dana Brown has told you that we're in the market looking for a bat. Why? Because they don't think Michael Brantley can come back and be an everyday starter. Because if you did, you wouldn't be in the market for a bat, especially with the way Jose Abreu's been hitting. So Dana Brown's already, already told you that. I think that the offense is a... I'm not going to call it a weakness because the Astros are above average in terms of like runs per game. But between the two, pitching and offense, pitching second in baseball, the runs per game is around that the midway part of Major League Baseball. So I think you have to try to improve the offense. It just I would be I would prefer both if I can. If I had to choose one, I would choose the offense. To be honest, like the problem with both though, not that it's a problem. We would love to have both. I don't know. How you make it happen. Because this minor league system isn't terrific. The Astros always have a great, like, do a great job of player development and finding players, even when their minor league system's not great. Uh, look at Jeremy Pena. Look at Yiner Diaz. Look at JP France. Like, the Astros always get the most out of their prospects. It's why they've been great. It's why it's the golden era of Houston Astros baseball. But they don't have prospects outside of Drew Gilbert that are really in demand around Major League Baseball. Yeah, and so there's it's a lot gonna, of teams competitive. It's going to be very difficult to add a middle-of-the-order bat and a starter who is head and shoulders better than France and Urquidy because their system isn't you know, one of the best in, in baseball. And on top of that, Dana Brown has said that they're not going to be in the business of trading some of their top prospects for rental guys. Now, I think they'll do it for like BC-level prospects. They'll trade for rental guys. But they're not going to trade Pedro Leon for a rental. They're not going to trade Drew Gilbert for a rental, at least in my opinion. Would you? What about the guy we saw yesterday, Kyle Freeland? I've always been intrigued by Kyle Freeland. His numbers in the past have always been like really road split, yeah. and the fact like he would get crushed at home. Like he, he he hasn't been good this year away from cores, and it kind of spooks me off of Kyle Freeland. If I'm being completely honest with you, really? if Kyle Freeland is his ERA away from cores this year is above five. Yeah, so it's like, been a bad year. That spooks me away from Kyle Freeland. In the past, I would be all on board with this idea because I think he's one of the he's very underrated because he pitches at cores. I think he can go deep into games. I think his stuff's pretty good, and he's lefty. Like lefties always seem to be a little bit more valued. But the fact that he's pitching so poorly away from cores field spooks me off of Kyle Freeland. Unless I can get him really cheap. Like, if I get him really cheap and you're, he's your fifth uh-huh. starter, I'm like, okay, like, that that makes some sense. I think the two of the guys that I'd be looking at right now, Jordan Montgomery's a big one, I think, where I think you can look at the Cardinals and find a, a two-guy deal. Like, you can get someone with Jordan Montgomery to help you. I don't know if you're going to find anyone that's, like, that substantial of an upgrade in left field or in the rotation. Like, I think you're talking – I don't – 
like we guys we talk about like Jorge Soler, right? Yeah. Like of course we love him, but they're really good right now. Like, I was going to ignore. Them. I was going to look at it this weekend. Like Verdugo is a name that has been brought up. Yeah, I saw that. Very intrigued by Verdugo. And the other thing with Verdugo is that he has another year of club control. The Astros are going to be in the market for a left fielder next year. Like if I mean, not if Brantley's done after this year, Brantley might already be done. But Brantley doesn't. He's not on the books next year. I don't think that the Astros view Corey Jolks as an everyday left fielder, even though he's been swinging a hot bat. I don't think that the Astros want Jordan Alvarez to be an everyday left fielder because he's injury prone. I think they're going to play on there some. So you need a left field DH going into next season. Verdugo, name mentioned, has another year of club control. Verdugo is a name that makes a lot of sense for me. He's not a power bat, but he gets on base a lot, not making outs. It's an upgrade. There's a guy on that on that rotation, too, that if you were going to go try to go for the two-for-one, that I'd be interested in a lot. Who's that? At 34 years old, James Paxton is pitching really well this year. I've always had a crush on Paxton after he just dealt against the Astros once. He's 34, but he's got a below three ERA this season. He came on late because of an injury. He's pitched really solid this year. That's the thing, though, with Paxton? Injury. Injury. Like He's, he's another injury. He's Lance McCullers. tough. It's like one of the guys I would throw out there. We talked about Marcus Stroman forever. That situation in Chicago seems super weird where it's like, do they want to keep him? Do they not want to? They, they keep going back and it forth. It doesn't seem the like they want to keep him. No. But, like, I think Kyle Hendricks is more the guy you would want to bring in who is, who is more likely to fit what the Astros have in their arsenal for prospects. Hendricks makes some sense. Like, solid pitcher. He's been pretty good this year, only a handful of starts. But, like, at one point, like, he was the ace of their staff when they were trying to win World Series. Yeah. Like, Kyle Hendricks makes a lot of sense. Like, maybe him and Bellinger makes a little bit more sense than him and Stroman. I know a lot of people wanted Bieber, but I just don't think they're going to have They're that. in the race. And that. They don't have the firepower. Like that's where it's like they have solid prospects. Like they're not great prospects. But when you talk about like we'll just use the team we saw this weekend. How are you going to compete with the Rangers? The Rangers have a top ten prospect in all of baseball. The Astros don't. Right there alone puts you behind behind the eight ball. Like yeah, they have uh what's what's it? Jack Leiter? Like the kid from Vanderbilt. Like he's not in that top prospect category yet, but he was drafted in the first round for a reason. You know, could someone want to take a flyer on Kumar Rocker? I doubt it. Yeah, he's he, just had, he just had Tommy John again. Like, there are guys, like, they have a deep farm system. And, like, where, like, they might be more desperate versus the Astros. And the Astros also, they play it, they're not, they're going to play it safer than an organization like the Rangers. The Rangers might look at someone like Marcus Stroman and say, we're going to try to win now. This is our opportunity to dethrone the Astros. Forget the future. Let's trade away some of our top prospects. The Astros aren't going to view it that way. Like, they're not going to move Drew Gilbert. Yeah, I don't think they're going to move Gilbert either. Uh, and I would be pissed if they did. Because you're yeah. not going to pay Kyle Tucker, so you got to keep Drew Gilbert. It depends. Like, it depends. Like, if, if they, I don't know the perfect you know scenario out there, but if they got, like, a really good outfielder who's on club, is like, club control for the next three to four years. That's true. It's a much different conversation. You're not trading him for a rental. Like, there's no doubt about that. Forty six ninety. I'd give my kidney force uh, first burn, first born. Myers, McCullers, Jolks, Luis Garcia, and four first round picks for Otani. A lot of things there that you can't trade. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Why is Blankers gone today? Wrong answers only. Also, the Rockets. Most of their off season is done. Most of their off season is complete. The goal for this Rockets team should be play in or bust. 
It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. What the Rockets did in the draft, what the Rockets did in free agency, it's got a lot of us jonesing to play a little bit of basketball, right? Whether it's you, whether it's your children, maybe you have some kids that are going to be trying out for the middle school team here coming up soon. Maybe they're going to try out for the high school team coming up soon. Maybe they just want to work on their skills for the AAU circuit. They need a goal. And they need a goal from Pro Dunk Hoops because it's the best. The highest quality basketball goals that you'll find. I, I walked around my neighborhood the other day after that storm a couple of weeks ago. All these basketball goals are on their side. Some of them have bat- busted up backboards. The rim's jacked up. They're not level. You don't have to worry about that with the goals from Pro Dunk. It's unlike anything else you'll find in the big box stores. Tempered glass backboard, breakaway rim, height adjustable, stainless steel hardware. It is fantastic quality that you can trust. We mentioned height adjustable. You can lower it down to 5 feet, raise it up to 10 feet, work on your shot, have a little slam dunk competition. Whatever you want to do, the goals from Pro Dunk are the best. And their accessories are next level. LED light kits for night play. Look, you might not want to be outside during the middle of the Texas summer, during the middle of the day. So get these LED light kits to play at night. Backstop nets, you don't have to chase the basketball all around. Pull pad lettering and lots more. You can order everything, including professional installation online. You don't have to worry about messing up the uh, the rim. You don't have to worry about it not being level because the pros at ProDunk are the best, and they professional, they'll professionally install your goal at the perfect height, perfectly straight. You don't do a thing. Let the pros at ProDunk do all of the work for you. Give them a call at 281-351-9822 and visit ProDunk.com. That's ProDunk.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, doing just enough not to get fired. I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Razor Blunt Commentary, delivered with a special purpose. What's happening to my special purpose? It's the Killer Bees, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. The goal for this Rockets team should be playing. I I firmly believe that. You've signed Fred Van Vliet. You have Jalen Green, should be a lot better in his third year, or at least getting to the point where he's good, or otherwise you're getting some answers on Jalen Green. You signed Dylan Brooks, $20 million a year man. Jabari, number three pick of the NBA draft a couple years ago. Alpi Shingoon, who we think should be taking a next step. You've upgraded at the head coaching position. Your bench is deeper. You've, you've signed a jock. Kevin Porter Jr. is moving to the bench, and you have a Min Thompson, who's the fourth pick of the draft, sitting on the bench as well, even though I'm not counting on him to get tons of minutes. Tenth place in the West is achievable. Tenth place in the West should happen. The last ten years of tenth place in the Western Conference, Joe George, is 37.2 wins. I think that this Rockets team should flirt with being 500. I think they should flirt with 40 wins. If they get to 40 wins, I believe that's going to be good enough to give them a spot in the play-in. And with the way that the team has been built, now that the Rockets have spent money, now that you've went out and you've brought in Ime Adoka to be, you're our guy, you're going to have the range of this franchise, we're going. We're here to help you. Like, Rafael Stone's flat out said that. Like, I'm building a team that's going to, you know, give him the players that he wants. We've we've taken off the gloves, Rafael Stone said at a press conference uh, not too long ago. This team should be winning 40 games a year. Ime Adoka says that he's made the playoffs every year as a head coach. He wants to be a playoff team. Maybe not playoffs. But play in. It's time for the Rockets to take the step to where they're playing meaningful basketball late in the season and into the playoff, ter- the play-in tournament. I totally agree. And frankly, if they're not, it's probably because Jalen Green hasn't developed enough. I think so. Like, I think it's really going to come down to that. Like, do, does Jalen and Jabari specifically, like, do they buy in? 
and do they develop really for the first time in their career? Because they haven't. They really haven't had great development. You know, Jabari had moments. Jalen Green, it looked like he developed a lot his first season from like the first half of the season to the end, but then it's like he totally regressed going into year two. We've got a whole new coaching staff. John Lucas officially, if you missed it, is joining the front office. Um, so he's not even an assistant coach for the Rockets anymore. Like, they need to be better. They need to buy in. If they just have effort this year, Jeremy, they'll be better defensively. Like, they didn't try. They didn't care. They didn't run offensive sets that made any sense. They were poorly coached. Like, to me, Adoka should automatically make them five games better. Fred Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks should probably make you at least another five games better. Well, that's 32 wins right there. And then can Jalen Green, Jabari, and Shangoon elevate you to 42 and 40 or 41 and 41 or 40 and 42? The answer should be yes. Like, it should be the expectation for this year. That's what Tillman Fristita said. He said it's time to start winning again. Start winning means, you know, not having a first-round pick next year because it's not top four because it's top four protected. Like if the Rockets don't like, I'm not. I know it's lottery system. But like if the Rockets deserve a top four pick based on their record, and this season's a failure. It's a disaster. Rafael Stone should be fired. Like to me, there's no question about it. If they do not have, if they're closer to the top four than they are a playing tournament, then Rafael Stone should absolutely be fired. No questions asked. Yeah, I don't know if I would go as far to call him for his job because I, I think that he's built a roster that gives Ime a chance. And I, I, I view this kind of the, as the Nick Casario, um, D'Amico Ryan's partnership. I believe that as soon as the Texans hired D'Amico Ryan's to be their third head coach uh, in three years under Nick Casario, they pressed the reset button on Nick Casario as well. And the Texans showed you that. They promoted Nick Casario. They gave him a bump in uh, role, and they gave him a, a bump in pay. So the Texans have showed you they're committed to, to Nick Casario after the whole D'Amico Ryan's hiring. I think that the Rockets are doing the same thing with Ime Adoka. I think that hiring Ime Adoka presses the reset button on Rafael Stone. I don't think that his job is anywhere close to being in danger. I think it does if Jalen's not good. Like, if Jalen doesn't develop at all this year, and it was... I'm not saying that it was the wrong pick. I'll, I'll never say it. It was the right pick. So was Jabari. You can only draft what's in front of you. It's not like the NFL draft where there's always another option. There's very rarely only one guy that you have to take in the NFL draft. In the NBA, it's not like that. There's not always a second option. Josh Christopher is a first-round pick. To me, that's equivalent of like a fifth-round pick in the NFL, like that quality of player. Like It's just not the same expectation. But if these guys aren't getting better, like it costs people jobs. And if Jalen Green isn't, isn't looking like a superstar and really is looking like more like a role player, it costs people their jobs. Look at Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins cost people their jobs in Minnesota because he was drafted to be a superstar. And what is he? He's a really good role player. Well, is that is that the Timberwolves' fault that he was? that's what he was? Maybe not. Maybe it's just the draft process. But the expectation is more for Jalen Green than what he's shown. And he's got to be better. And frankly, do you think there's a path to that? Because I do. Like, I look at the West right now, Denver, Phoenix, Golden State, and the Lakers are probably the top four teams. I I leave Memphis out of there because Jaw's gone for, what, 25 games? Yeah. And it's just like, what what are they with Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose and 
whatever's left. Like, it's kind of a bizarre roster. Lost Dylan Brooks. Lost Dylan Brooks. Like, do I believe in Sacramento? I don't know. I don't ever, I'm never going to believe on a, believe in a team that is staffed by Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and Russell Westbrook to stay healthy. So like can the can the Rockets squeak like squeeze into a playing game? Yes. They should. They can be they should be better than Minnesota this year. OKC was in a play in last year. They won 40 games last year. The Pelicans, the Timberwolves 42 games. The the 10 year average is less than 40 games to t- to get that 10th spot. I think that they have to flirt with four, with a 500 record. I think they need a flirt with 40 wins. I think that they should be doing that. They should be a 40-win team. That's a, Now, that's a huge jump. They won 20 games last year. That's I a mean, massive jump. But that's what we asked them for the Texans. I don't think we're asking the Texans to be no, but like, 100% improvement, six wins. 100% improvement. Yeah. Like, that's what we're asking for because that's where you are. The Rockets have been this way for too long. Like, it's time to start winning games. It is. Like, That's why, I mean, it's, Tillman told you. Tillman told you. This is phase two. Like, we crawled so we can walk. Like, walking should be playing. Now, like, realistically, like, where do I think they end up? Like, probably like 35, and they're just outside the playing game. But you should be pushing for the play. You should be with two with two or three weeks left in the season. The conversation should be, should the Rockets have done more at the trade deadline to make the playoffs? Like, that's where we should be next year. And the following year should be a top eight seed. Like, you either need to be yeah. in the playing game or chasing it this year and then a top eight seed the following year and start and start building something. Because by the time Fred Van Fleet's, Van Fleet's contract runs out, let's say he stays three years, you better be close to a title contender. Like, or at least on the path to that, you have the young superstars in theory to get there. Like, how many teams would want to have two top five or three top five picks in Thompson, Green, and Jabari? Yeah, on their team. They, they they need to they need to be developed. A lot of that's going to be on eBay. Most of it's on themselves, though. Like they they have to they have to develop. Like Jalen Green is going to define this team. I think the Rockets have made it pretty clear that Jalen Green is this team's star. Like it should be this team's star. Their scoring leader year in year out. You have some people that think maybe it could be Alpi. I don't think many, I don't think anybody really thinks it could be Jabari or anybody else out of those two. I think that it could be a really good one-two punch. I think it's really nice to have a perimeter player, good post player. You got that with Jalen, hopefully with with Alpi and Jalen. You know, Jalen's not a, a definite. He's not a, a lock to be a really good player in this league. But those guys have to develop. Those guys have to get better. This team is not going to make a play in or win forty games because of the free agent acquisitions. Those are glorified role guys. And I know you paid one of them the max and you played other the other one $20 million, but you're not asking Fred Van Vliet to be the best player on this team. You hope that that's Jalen Green. You're not asking Dylan Brooks to be the best player on this team. He's supposed to be the best defender on this team yep. that can really be a nice fit alongside some of the other young pieces. But I think that the Rockets, with the way that this team is built, with the talent that you have, with the money that you spend in the offseason, with the coach that you hired, the goal should be 40 wins. The I goal should totally be agree. forty wins for the uh, for the uh, for the Rockets. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN HRMP listener line nine seven eight zero. Blankers is out today because he is showing Dylan Brooks H Town. Why is Blankers not here today? Why is Joe George here for Blankers? Wrong answers only. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Will a bits? We'll see what the will has in store for us today. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. ESPN 97.5, the only Houston sports station with a bidet. And the bidet, should it break? Is there a bidet repairman on site? 
It's the Wheel of Bits on the Killer Bees. Kibbles and bits, kibbles and bits. I'm going to get me some kibbles and bits. Who knows the bits the bees will begrudgingly bite? Well, let's find out. It's time to call your shot. Here's Joel and Jeremy. And Joe. <laughs> no Joel today. Uh, 8437 Blankers is not there because Dusty feels like Joe George needs to be able to know how to handle Brian if Blankers were to ever get hurt. Hmm. Why is Blankers not here? So the will of it, if I heard it right, it said call your shot? Call your shot. Okay. So I got a question for you, and we're going to go back to the the food thing, the hot dog. I like food. Going back to the hot dogging contest. You can enter one eating slash drinking contest with every single producer and host at ESPN (sighs) 97.5. What would you guarantee a win in? Nothing. Nothing. I don't I don't think I would win an eating drinking contest in any single thing. I mean Cody Stoots is employed if, here. If we responsibly Cody's a keyword when it comes to competitive eating and drinking. If we keyword here is responsibly. If we responsibly drank gentle Ben, you don't think you could win? I I savor my gentle Ben. Fair. I savor what well, could it, who savors the longest? You could win that. Yeah, it feels reachy to me. I know it does. It feels super reachy to it's me. Super reachy. Um, There's nothing. I, mean, I don't think I can beat Stutes in any any competitive eating or drinking competition. Like, so, first off, I, like Granado's going to have any sort of the beer drinking down. Yeah, I feel like Granado, myself, and maybe I don't. I guess I've never drank with Stutes, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that about Stutes. I feel like but, if we did like a drinking contest, the top four seeds would be myself. Granado would be the number one seed, Paul and BK. I think that mm, maybe Granado's going to drink everybody under the table. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's it, he's tier one, and no one else is even close. Are we drinking Coors Light? I mean, if it's Coors Light, it's a huge home foot advantage. Yeah, but it's still like the most level playing field. Probably, maybe not. I mean, we just do another light. I yeah, guess. I think another light beer would be evening the playing field. I think it would be equalizing now. Eh, maybe even in the playing field to actually go in maybe something hoppy, maybe something double barrel. That's dangerous. Though. It's dangerous, but I think it's equalized. I think it's the, the ultimate equalizer because that's difficult to you know outdrink somebody if you're doing that. Now, and plus you're changing up his go-to. I think that would be the equalizer. Food, like wings, I think would be probably my best my best, are we going to call it an event? I mean, I feel like the one thing I... Are calling it an event? The thing I see you eat the most... Is probably Panda. I was going to say Panda. <laughs> like, what's your go-to? Like, orange chicken? Uh, No, it's usually the black pepper chicken or the, and the Kung Pao chicken. So Every we now like, and then a little string bean so chicken. So if we did, like, Kung Pao chicken, who could eat the most Kung Pao chicken? See, I don't, I don't eat fast, though. Oh, that's your challenge? Like, yeah. Like, are we talking about the most? Like, but everything that you're talking the most of is in a certain period of time. Yeah, time limit's tough. That's why I feel like the the hardest part of this would be. I would have to go wings because I'm pretty good at like tearing off the bone of the flap. Yeah, but you have to do bone in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I mean well, you said wings, right? Because boneless are not wings. I mean, no, that's they're, that's they're not wings. Those they're not wings. wings. I mean, they're but they're they're on the cap. they're advertised they're the as wings, but they're not. They're wings. Adver- but they're advertised as wings. What? Sure, but they're not but, wings. But the wing place tells me they're wings. <laughs> they're lying to you. I'm well. I agree. Where they're, does that boneless wing meat no, come I'm, from? I'm a. I'm aware they're more like chicken nuggets. Yeah, but like it's probably the breast, call, right? Probably the breast. Call, but they call them wings. 
Sure, but they're not correct. Yeah. The but wings are the wings. I feel like you have to do boneless wings or chicken nuggets to do a real contest. No. For safety That's not precaution. a wing-eating contest. It's a chicken-eating like contest. Safety precaution. Don't want to choke on a bone. Okay, well, they no, call it a chicken-eating contest. I think you could see who's, like, really a pro at eating yep. chicken wings based off of, like, how well they can, like, pull the bone. You guys, exactly. And... It's a skill. All it's right. a skill. Have you guys ever seen the, the those people on, like, TikTok? I have. Who, like, they... Like they squish it, it or whatever. It's almost like a hook, and you can drag the meat off. Yeah, it's like they like they they squish and like break the bones, and then like they pull the meat. Off. It's like okay, that's different than the one I've seen. I've seen it like they almost use like their three fingers as a rake and like literally rake through the flap, and I, then they have the bite right there. It's I, disgusting. I, it looks like it's like the most. Yeah. Every time I see someone do any of that stuff, it's like the most savage thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like it's see, like that's not how it's supposed to be done. I don't have that in my arsenal. I'm a I'm a break the bone and then you eat each side of it. Yeah. I, I prefer flaps over the drums too. By the way, I think they're. I think it's better. I see. I'm a drum guy. I'm a drum guy. But my wife, flap guy. my wife likes likes the flats. And there's certain places where you can ask specifically. Yeah, uh, but, it's, but it's usually an upcharge for both. It's like why it's is so it's stupid. like it's a dollar more for a flat. It's a dollar more for a drum. Why? But see, sometimes how about like, it's a dollar less for whoever that guy ordered the dollar more of? Yeah. See, I, the best part is like if you can marry someone like I did, that's the opposite of you in some ways. Yeah. You just, once you get them, you split them. Problem solved. Don't have to pay the upcharge. But what if it's uneven? An uneven amount. You like the flats. Your wife likes, the, or you like the drums. Your wife likes the uh, flats. Usually I'll just get the, the well, extra? she's never going to finish her food anyways. <laughs> so it's like, I still get like the leftovers. I'm going to go bone in wings is my only chance. Although I don't like my odds in anything. So what my, are you going with? My tough ones that like is Granado is my problem. Because my answer is beer. Are you uh, are you shotgunning it? No, because I feel like that's not a real contest. Because if you don't do it right, there's too much spillage. Like, you just got to chug straight up normal. I've right. seen some people that can do it in, like, two swallows. Like, it's crazy. Like, oh, it's disgusting. Like, the like I've seen people do it in, like, less than a second. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, I, so, I will say, I went to a party two weeks ago, and I ended up make, meeting this guy invite. named Jonathan, and he has this shotgunning device. I don't know. Oh, what, I've seen that. I don't know what to, how to describe it. But he, like, punches it in there, and, like, by the time people take their first gulp, he's yeah. done in, like, throwing the can away. You know, one of the people that's, like, done it, like, crazy is, and I think it was, I don't think it was beer the last time he did it on television, but apparently Tom Brady is famous for, like, chugging alcohol. I think he was on, it was on Kimmler, it was one of the Jimmys. It was Kimmler Fallon. And they had him chug a beer, and it like blew my mind. But like, I swear to God, it was apple juice. Like it was like he did it so quickly. Yeah, there was one. I, I knew a guy named Earl once. I have I don't no idea what he's up to, and I haven't seen him in ten years. He would he would chug a beer in two two swallows. Like it was amazing. I've never seen anything. I've never seen somebody do it faster. And I'm talking about TikToks. I'm talking about Twitter. I'm talking about Instagram. Like you see some of these pictures. Like people go viral with how quickly they do it. This guy was faster than all of them. Uh, you need to watch Pat McAfee. He's pretty impressive. Uh, <sighs> I'll see. So I would say like beer is like would be like my go to. Like it doesn't sound way. like you're downing it though. No, if you're chugging it, yeah. No, I'm just saying. But I only- you're not beating like a McAfee. Oh no, not like that. No. I wouldn't do it as fast as those guys, but I feel like I can hang. I can hang. What would be your uh, your food? <sighs> My food. We're getting real fat here. Okay. Okay. Donuts. Donuts. Do you think you're a volume guy when it I'm comes a, to donuts? I'm a volume guy for donuts. I just feel like if you go like glazed donuts, like we could put them down. 
See, like, I don't think anybody's being Stutz at a food challenge. No. I really don't. Like, I, he's a, he is a brute. Like, Stutz, we probably have to just, like, he's the champion and we're all playing for second place. Yeah, it's like Larry Bird walking into the locker room ahead of the three-point shootout and said, which one of you guys is finishing second place yeah. today? Uh, I don't know how well uh, Cody's spice tolerance is. My only chance for me oh. Would, oh. would be to pick, like, really hot food because mm. I like hot food a lot. You guys ever do, like, those Buffalo Wild Wings super spicy challenges? Not really. Not my thing. Hard pass. No, I, I like mine. I like any. I'm a sucker for just like regular hot or like a garlic hot. Like that's my that's my wheelhouse. That's where I like. Now spice is a good call because like that's the ultra that, that's the ultimate equalizer, right? Because you have somebody who can handle a lot of food, but if they can't handle the heat, then now all of a sudden you got the edge there. That's a great call. Yeah, that's a great call. Because we in, at my house, we grow peppers in our backyard and like make homemade sauces with them and everything. So that, that that's yeah. that's my See, saving grace right you're there. You're onto something here. Either either something that you it's almost like a skill or like a special trait where you can handle the spice, the heat, or you like a like a food that no one else does, right? Like you like something that like no one else can like, tolerate. I like tofu. Or like, yeah, like tofu, like tuna, like something that oh. most people think is gross, tuna. but that you sort of like, and then that's going to give you the edge there as well. By the way, I have some bad news about the tuna. I've been keeping track. I have too. It hasn't changed. It's but it, Whenever we did it, it was at seven. Yeah. And now it's at three. Oh, is it at three now? It was at three last I looked. Now oh, they were in here. Like- they were in here refilling when I left last week. So they could have refilled it. Oh, okay. I, I saw it last week at three. So there's someone so in the building that's at least eating the tuna. Four tunas Josh? have been eaten. Four tunas have been eaten since Josh, you're eaten. here late at night. You're here on the weekends. No. Are you eating the tuna and crackers out of the vending no. machine? I see. I tried it, took one bite, and immediately thought about what you said. Oh, like, you it literally it? tastes Wait, like who, catnip. Who'd you get it from? I bought it myself. Oh, so he's one oh. of the four that have been gone. I bought so it myself. Others. I just wanted to try. And I was like, oh, I took one. I threw the whole thing away. It's so bad. It's I haven't terrible. even tasted. I haven't even tasted it. I know it's bad. I appreciate you, Josh. So there's three others that are unaccounted for. I wonder how we, we need are to like find Josh and I. <laughs> yeah, just like I gotta try it. So what is a food that you that you like, but most people don't? Because this might be the answer to how you're winning a competitive eating contest at this station. Uh, or drink. Maybe he's like something that the thing that I eat the most that I think is like uncommon for a lot of people. Like my wife doesn't eat pork. And so I don't really anymore either. Yeah. So the one thing that like I can eat so much of, and I know a ton of people just don't eat it often. So they might not like it would be Turkey bacon. Yeah. I can eat Turkey bacon. But like it's okay. So I see, I love Turkey bacon. I honestly like bad take Boulevard. Hello. Like it more than regular bacon. I'm with you. I said that once upon a time and got roasted. I no longer. I mean, I'm sure I'm gonna get crushed. I no longer feel that way. But once upon a time, I did like turkey bacon more than bacon. But I do. I, I no longer feel that way. Mine might be manudo. What manudo? Have you ever had manudo? No. Okay, so I'm probably beating you, Josh. Have you ever had? What manudo? is it? I've it's never, a. It's I kind of a. It's like a Mexican. It's usually eaten for breakfast, but it's like a soup. It's got hominy in it, and it's got the inside of a cow stomach. Is the meat. I- I mean, look, I've eaten some weird things. It's over kind the of last... a it's kind of a hangover yeah. soup delicacy look, amongst the Mexican American community. And since 2017, when I started dating my wife, I have been exposed to some things that, like, I'm stunned. I've eaten, I've eaten <laughs> gizzards, I've eaten liver. Ooh, it's gross. You don't like liver? No, you like liver. Yes, you I might like be the liver. only one. Yeah, my grandparents liked it. 
But, like, there is some food that, like, my wife and her family make, and they just don't tell me what's in it until after I'm done eating. And then I... And it's like this weird conundrum in my life where I'm like, oh, I just really like something that sounds absolutely disgusting. Oof. It's tough. So it might be, it might, I might be okay. I might be able to find something to beat Stutes. It's going to have to be something weird. Maybe sushi. I, love, I can down some sushi. Oh, yeah. I can. Well, maybe not then. California roll? <laughs> Easy. Pretty much any. Well, I, I feel like California roll is like what you would do for like the basic of yeah. uh, sushi eating competition. Yeah. Oh, crackling, boudin. Maybe something exotic like that. Mm. Although boudin, I don't think is as exotic as crackling. I feel like I was like I don't feel like boudin's exotic. Crackling, but, maybe some people yeah. don't like crackling. Seven one three, I love it. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. The Coog Blaze Blankers is out giving the dogs a bath today. Hmm. Oh, he hurries. Looks like it's going to rain. Uh, why is Blankers out today? Why is Joe George in for him? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. One of the great things in my ESPN. life. The excitement of Space Cowboys baseball is on ESPN 92.5. One of the great things in my life is Gentle Ben. You know that. I, that might be what I ultimately have to pick in this little contest. I like a good drink. The vodka, the gin, the bourbon, all in that rotation for me. And Gentle Ben Spirits does it better than anyone else. How do they do it? Well, they're revolutionary Perseido technology that eliminates impurities for the cleanest, smoothest spirits that you'll ever taste. Purification of Gentle Bin is unrivaled. You'll love what's not in it. Try a sip of Gentle Bin vodka, gin, straight bourbon, or cast strength bourbon and compare it to what you drink. You'll never go back. I've been a Gentle Bin man ever since I had that first sip. You get all the flavor with none of the burn. It is smooth. It is clean. It eliminates the burn. Enjoy your drink. Don't work through your drink. Look for Gentle Ben at the liquor store on your way home today. Ask for it at your favorite restaurant or bar, or just head to the Gentle Ben tasting room. Or if you're going to an Astros game, like maybe 305 later today, stop by the Gentle Ben bar right when you walk in the Union Station entrance, right to the left of the Crawford boxes. Head over to GentleBen.com to learn more about your new favorite drink as well. Gentle Ben, the secret ingredient is what's not in it. Lancerline here. Allstate windows and siding have terrific windows. They're made right here in the state of Texas for Texas tough weather, and their expert installers will make sure that your windows are fitted correctly. Check out their spring specials. Get 0% interest up to 24 months or 12 months, same as cash, or $150 off per window. Don't forget, you can get up to $1,100 tax credit for windows and doors. Call Allstate Windows and Siding today at 832-204-1936 or go online to allstatewindowsandsiding.com. The excitement of Space Cowboys baseball is on ESPN 92.5. Listen to every hit, pitch, and big play of the 2023 season right here on your home for the Sugarland Space Cowboys, ESPN 92.5. Back to the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. The show name is a reference to how many great Astros' last name begin with the letter B, who were playing back in the 90s when they were not winning World Series. Bagwell, Biggio, Barry, Bell, and eventually Bergman. You might not remember Barry and Bell, but trust me, you remember Blank and Brenham. Here they are now, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. No Blank today. It's Joe George in Blank's stead today. And Josh... Chevy doing all the hard work. Now, that is not your real last name. How do you pronounce it? Oh, we did this when <laughs> when, uh, when you were out. I, I heard. That's why. And the Blankers was upset the other day that he didn't remember how to say it. Because he, I think he had like a kind of a device on how to remember it. Yeah, and forgot he, the way to yeah. remember it. 
Do you want to give it a go before? I, I don't. I don't know how it's spelled. I know I say it correctly the American way. The white. No, way. the French way. Oh, the French. Way. So you got a little French in your name. So how's it spelled? C H E V A N N E S. Oh, is it? Oh man, I was hoping there was gonna be like a no at the end. Mm-mm. I don't know. I say Chevenet. Chevenet, and that's the that's the French that's way. the French version of it. Chevenet, Josh Chevenet. Chevenet sounds good. Why it would does. you go? Why would you go with the American version? It, it, it wasn't my choice. Oh. It was not my choice. So this was be- this was before you. This was definitely. So what's the me. what's the doctored up American not as good way? Chevans and what Chevans. and what Joel That's easy. was saying is to remember a van like he's the van guy. Sha yeah, Chevans Chevans. Yeah. That's it. I like Chevanet. One of these days I'm going to remember that. Chevans. It's pretty easy when you think about it. I'm just an Chevans. I'm an idiot. Josh Chevans. I like Chevenet. Thing is, I do too. So, do you ever do you ever say that though? We ever say that your last name Chevenet? Um, only if I know the person's French. Oh, really? No. And I do know. I took Smart French play. classes for a good amount of years, so I, like I can hold a conversation. And like, um, there is a part of France that's named after Chevenet, so like that that'd be the talking point. I got but other than that, I, I just go with Chevenet. Did you grow up here? No, I've been in Houston five years now. And where'd you grow up? A lot of different places. I've lived in Jamaica for some time, Miami for some time, and Toronto for some time. Okay. All over. I bet you really fit in in Toronto. Uh, Don't they speak French there? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the second language of the country, but it's not like Quebec. Okay, Quebec so Quebec's like, a little bit more. Quebec is like, oh, snap, am I in France or something? Oh, I, mean, I was thinking, I was thinking Montreal. I now that no, you're thinking of Montreal. I was yeah. thinking of Montreal. But they do speak French in Toronto? Yes. Second it's, actually, most? it's mandatory that you learn it for at least five years in school. Really? Yeah. Tough. I would, Tell me about it. So it probably not as much Spanish as you get in Houston. Definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. The the languages are very similar, though. I will say that. Yeah, like most languages are, except for English. Yeah. Like I've had I've had a bunch. Like they say they say that English. If you are learning a foreign language, that English is the hardest language to learn because it's so unlike like, well, also different, like different no one, kinds like, of languages. I don't know, like, there's a big difference between, like, Spanish, like, what you would learn in a classroom versus, like, what people actually yeah, slang. But, like, it's closer than, like, no one really, like, speaks English the way we're supposed to speak it. Like the King's English? Yeah. No. Like, and they don't even teach that anymore. There's that no. and the fact that English has so many exceptions to the rules. Like, as far as if you could look at two different words that are yeah. basically spelt, like, the same way and has a completely different pronunciation. King's English always like kind of makes me laugh with how they just unnecessarily put U's in everything. I mean, King's English people are being like, "Well, you Americans just take the U's out of everything, like color and flavor." Like, there's always the U. Stupid. I mean, they they invented the language. Well, it doesn't mean they they were maybe they we're were the right. wrong ones. Well, we won. Did we? We just celebrated Fourth of July, Jeremy. <laughs> That's true. We won. That's a we, good point. So we are correct. Uh, KJ. He says that, did you know that the world record for the most chicken wings eaten is 444, and it was done in 26 minutes? That's so many. <laughs> so much. How do you like, the bones you think would get in the way? When I, I, I mentioned the bone thing kind of a joke. When I was in high school, I was in charge of, like, the pep rally, and we did an eating contest one year, and that was, like, their number one rule was they can't be chicken wings. They had to be boneless wings because they're, they like, it's too much of a liability for, like, high school students. To be trying to like eat these chicken they're, they're wings. They're not wings. No, I know. Well, they're boneless wings. So you can... No, they're boneless. They're chicken. 
I know. Chicken breast that has a buffalo flavoring or whatever flavoring you like on your real wings mm. on this little round chicken breast thing that people are lying to you and calling wings. I will die on that hill. So um, you just, will you never get them then? Uh, there's certain places where I like their boneless wings. Okay. <laughs> there's certain places where I like their boneless chicken nuggets. Oh, you said it too. <laughs> I didn't even correct you. Yeah, I messed that what one up. What a miss on my part. I yeah, botched it. Not Brad Kellner. Blankers tried to beat Joey Chestnut live from his living room. He Tough. got five dogs down before he started choking. In the process, he knocked over his dipping cup filled with ketchup, which got over his furniture. Blankers had to take the day off because Lisa made him stay home and clean up his mess. Hmm. I, we said good. we said wrong answers only, not Brad Kellner. Uh, Sixty ninety two blankers had a good take, so Dusty benched him. <laughs> oh, that one's pretty good. Astros first pitch at three oh five today. Make sure you're listening to the uh, the wheelhouse. It, it's interesting seeing all the games that because the Astros lineup's already out today. Uh, they've played twenty four games without Jordan Alvarez. Yes. Yiner Diaz is getting opportunity, and I have a feeling he's going to take advantage of it today. Yiner has 21 starts in the 24 games that Jordan has missed. That's a good amount. That's mm-hmm. a good number. The issue that a lot of people are going to have, because Chaz McCormick is not in the lineup today, Chaz McCormick has 15 starts out of the 24 that Jordan has missed. That's, I mean, that's not a great ratio. 15 out of 24. Guess how many Jake Myers has in that span? 17? He has 15. So Jake Myers and Chaz McCormick have the same amount of starts and Jordan Alvarez has been out. It just shows that Dusty likes them equally. I think. Even though he says he doesn't even though he I mean he denied not liking Chaz. But we know he doesn't like Chaz. Why? Just, Why do we know that? Because Chandler Rome told us that? Because I think that you can use context clues, and I go back to spring training twenty twenty one when they were talking about Pedro Leon pushing Chaz McCormick and those guys. And the reason why they were unhappy about the Miles Straw trade and the way they were talking about Drew Gilbert, like, it just seems like he doesn't like Chaz. I mean, like, I, I don't often think that, like, someone's lineup tells you a story about how you feel about him. But I think, like, I, the one thing I, like, really, really side Joel on Joel with is that, like, it is a joke and it was super disrespectful of Dusty Baker to not put Chaz McCormick in the opening day lineup those first two games. Like, it just... He makes the biggest catch of the World Series. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't wear the gold jersey. Like, I know. I don't really even care about the second game, but, like, opening game. Opening night. Probably should have been there. Like, one of the two. Like, Like he would never do that. time. He would never have done that to a player that he adored. Like, he would never. Martin Maldonado. He played both games. Yeah, he wouldn't do it to an Altuve. Yeah. He wouldn't do it to a Maldi. He wouldn't do it to a Payne. Even who's, like, I mean, a World Series hero. But so was Chaz for the catch. And had some moments. Yeah. I, I just, I I think that, like, I would have played them, and they just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Do, uh, Jolks has more starts than both of them, by the way. What's the wheelhouse leading off their show with today? Um, Is Brad Kellner missing because he's doing an investigation on why Dusty Baker doesn't like Chas McCormick? I think they're going to... Um... They're going to give a state of the Houston and Texans address the day after July 4th. Mm. All right, does it for us. Thanks so much to Josh Chavance for doing all the hard work. He's Joe George. I'm Jeremy Branham. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Houston. The Wheelhouse is next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.
ESPN 975.com. What did we say to you? And if I said something to you, maybe I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it, but I don't think I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it. But if I did, then tell me what it was. And I'll say sorry for that too.